in a world where Rochelle never watched a single Marvel Cinematic Universe film, she unexpectedly became a fan of WandaVision. Chaos and confusion ensued. She had questions. Jay, the resident MCU expert, also known as The Husband, tried to answer these burning questions to no avail. She required more knowledge. Out of this mayhem was born the Marvel-less podcast. Join Rochelle on her cinematic adventure as she bravely watches every single MCU film and valiantly asks her husband Jay thousands of questions. Warning, spoilers, a lot of them, and tons and tons of strong language. Now, let's assemble. Welcome to episode 25 of Marvelous Podcast. We are going to be discussing the first part of Ant-Man. Yep. And I knew very little about this movie, and it seems to be making more sense, so that's exciting. Which I As guess, in what you knew didn't make sense? I mean, what I knew was completely out of context. Mm. Like, the only scene I knew of this movie was him waking up in a bed with ants all over the floor. And some strange lady staring at him. Huh. I don't... I think I, wa- I got home when you were watching it at some point in the last five years. Sounds likely, but I don't remember ever doing that. I mean, you don't remember watching Ant-Man? No. That's fair. I don't remember seeing this outside of theaters. Okay. But, you know, you could be mixing me up with someone. Whoever else you share a home with. I really really think it's you. Okay. So, the brief synopsis that was given to us by Disney Plus is Scott Land and Dr. Hank Prim. Lang. What? Lang. Help, I typed it wrong. <laughs> That's good. Scott Lang, with a G. Yes. And Dr. Hank Prim plan a heist that could save Pim. the world. Jesus Christ. There's no R. You get to talk this whole episode. <laughs> There's no R, it's Pim. What did I say? Prim. Like, from Hunger Games, I'm assuming? Probably. Yeah, yeah, no. It's P-Y-M. You know what? Not short for Primrose. I don't like this. <laughs> okay. You can You're talk now. Start. Yep. You can talk now. Tell us what happened, Jay. Was there any noted or anything? No, the last episode isn't out yet. Oh, yeah. We're probably going to get some noted for this. Oh, I already corrected you, so who knows. Anyway, um, opening shot is 1989. Hank Pym walks into a conference room in the S.H.I.E.L.D. office. Um, Peggy Carter's there. Um, Howard Stark is there, and I forgot the other dude's name. He's not that important, I guess. But, uh, Hank Pym calls them all out for essentially using his technology without his permission to do their super secret shield shit. Um, cut to present day, Scott Lang is being released from prison. He gets picked up by his former cellmate, Luis, who is essentially trying to put a crew together for a heist of some sort, which Scott instantly says he's not interested in. Um, Scott ends up working at Baskin Robbins for a day and gets fired once, I guess, the background check comes back. And they... Was it only a day? It seemed like a day. Hmm. Could have been a week. Who knows? But 
he gets fired when they find out when the manager finds out who he is which is a master uh thief of sorts um we cut to the pim company being ran by darren cross and hank's daughter hope um while before darren unveils his new technology he essentially exposes uh hank's past as ant-man in the avengers and uh reveals this technology known as yellow jacket which is essentially um hank pym's old technology it's just he hasn't 100 percent figured out the last piece of how it works um scott shows up at his daughter's birthday party it's a whole thing um it ends with his ex promising visitation rights if he you know turns his life around gets a real job apartment all that good stuff and pays all of his child support um scott after that um scott agrees to do the heist um, since he thinks it'll lead to him being able to see Cassie, his daughter, sooner. Um, the heist is to break into the safe of this old millionaire who's supposedly leaving town. Um, turns out that the, the house belongs to Hank Pym and all that's in the, uh, the safe that they cracked was a suit. The suit. Um... Scott has a pretty bad experience with the suit, tries to return it, and then gets arrested trying to return the suit, which is kind of hilarious. Yep. Um, Hank lets Scott know that it was kind of all a setup, that he's been watching Scott, and Scott's like the perfect candidate for what Hank is trying to do. Um, a bunch of ants sneak the Ant-Man suit into Scott Lang's cell, and that's how he winds up escaping prison. Um, Hank essentially recruit Scott to break into um, a PIM lab and steal the Yellow Jacket technology because um, what Darren Cross plans to do with it is very, very dangerous and cannot happen. Um, and during uh, Ant-Man's training, I guess, with the suit, he learns about the quantum realm, which is if you take the regulator off the suit and you keep shrinking, you go into a different realm where time and space essentially don't work the same way they do in the real world. And then you die. And then you die. Um, and then Scott also learns how to control and communicate with ants and has a heart-to-heart -heart with Hope um, about how much Hank cares about her and why um, Scott was chosen to wear the suit and she wasn't because she's a little butthurt about that. And the whole truth behind it is that Scott's expendable and Hank doesn't want his daughter to be in danger. And that's kind of where we left off. Yeah. It sure was. Yeah. So, the this is the first movie in a while that we've had some, like, new actors. So, we're going to go through and be, where do I know them from? <laughs> um, so, first off, Paul Rudd. Yeah. Um, I know him from Clueless. Yeah. And he was also, what, 2020's World Sexiest Man? For 2021? Uh, I don't know. Oh. Um, And I also know him from Yes Man. Yes. And I'm sure I've seen a lot. I know I've seen a lot more of his other stuff, but first and foremost, I know him from Clueless. Yeah. Yep. Then T.I. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you like. That's where I know T.I. from. <laughs> I was obsessed with him in 2008. And You Can Do Whatever You Like was my ringer 
on my phone. Wow. And probably my call back tone as well. So if you really? called me, that's what you heard. Wow. Uh, which was weird, but I Solid. loved it. Okay. So I love TI. Uh, Polka Dot Man. I don't remember <laughs> what the... <laughs> I don't remember what the the computer wizard's name is in the movie or no. in real life, but I saw him and went, isn't that the dude from Suicide Squad? Yeah. Which you've never seen Suicide Squad. No, but you've watched it. And yeah, I've yeah. seen trailers and we've watched Watch Mojo stuff on it and all yeah. that. So um, I am aware of him. One of the few actors to do Marvel and DC. Oh, interesting. And then, oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And then Bobby um, Cavendale, the fiance, the like, ex, or baby mama's new fiance who's a cop. Yes. So I know him from Cold Case. <laughs> he was in a bunch of Cold Case episodes when I was in high school. It's very fitting. He was also in Law and Order, which I know him from, and he was also on Law and Order SVU. So I know he was in a ton of other stuff, but I saw him and went crime show yeah i feel so, like he was in a comedy of some sort back in the day yeah i think so uh, and then we have judy greer who i know from 13 going on 30 elizabeth town 27 dresses and then all of the random show appearances that she's been on yeah i think she's a universal like best supporting actress yeah 100 yeah. percent um, and then we have Michael Pena, who I know him from Crash. And then also he was on some CSI episodes. See, I know him from um, Observe and Report. I don't know what that is. It's where um, Seth Rogen plays a mall cop. Oh. Yeah, he's like the best friend in that. He's pretty funny. The only reason I saw Crash was because I was required to watch it for a sociology class in 2008. There was a time where the world thought that was a good movie. Yeah, they thought it was a good movie, and then fairly quickly they were like, whoa, this is super racist and really problematic. Yeah. Yeah, super yeah. problematic. It was yeah. also very indicative of the, like, multiple timelines that are all actually merged. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was very on trend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That had Howard Terrence in it, right? Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. There we go. <laughs> Fuck. You're right. I'm very tired. That's fair. So, yeah, I hate that movie. Yeah, not a good one. No. So I feel like Don Cheadle was in it too, wasn't he? I think so. Hmm. There were and Sandra Bullock. Yeah. And there were Ludacris. Ludacris. Oh, and the spoiler for Crash if you've never seen it. Yeah, it whole, sucks. Don't watch it. Uh, Matt Damon, I think, is also. Was it? He was a good cop. Someone was a. Like, I don't think it was Matt Damon though. I can't remember who it was. Hmm. Someone will tell us. Um, but when Ludacris's brother or cousin gets murdered by the cop, when they're, like, about to share a moment over having, like, the St. Christopher, like, in the car. Oh, and then yeah. he just shoots him and then, like, burns the whole thing down. Those were, like, the two people who were supposed to be, like, pure and good of heart or whatever. And then they both did something fucking terrible. No. The cousin didn't do anything terrible. No. The cop murdered him. Yeah. It's fucking terrible. It's not a good movie. No, I hate that whole movie. Um, yeah, and then there's who's the main guy? The old white dude in this movie? Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas, there we go. <laughs> um, I have 
literally seen nothing that he has been in. It blows my mind. Yeah, but I know who he is. But you know who he is. I've known who he is always, but I have never seen anything that he has ever acted in. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because for a second I was like, oh yeah, that's... I mixed him up with Anthony Hopkins because I thought he was in Meet Joe Black, but he was was not. Nope. It's another old white dude. Yes. Yeah. Another old white dude who I would not have expected to be involved in the MCU. You don't think they were just super pumped to be a part of it? I don't... I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they were. I just wouldn't imagine Sir Anthony Hopkins like But he plays Odin. So oh, I feel that's like right. as a classical like theatrical actor that might appeal yeah. in some way. Well he's also Beowulf, I think. That movie sucked. But who knows? Yeah, I just Michael Douglas isn't someone I would have initially thought would, you know, want to be in the MCU. Yeah, because well, I feel like this is a little like funnier. Than maybe the other things that he's been in. Maybe yeah. a little more lighthearted. Yeah, this is not like Apocalypse Now or anything. No. Holy shit. Was that him in Apocalypse Now? I have no idea. I mix up um, Michael Douglas with uh, that one dude. Can't remember his name. Charlie Sheen's dad. Martin Sheen? Martin Sheen. Yeah, they look very much alike to me. Doesn't Martin Sheen have, like, kind of straight, long, straight hair? I don't think Martin Sheen has long hair, does he? Oh, I have no idea. I don't know, but I often, for some reason, mistake Michael Douglas and Martin Sheen. So one of them is in Apocalypse Now. Uh, the, don't remember which one. This is going to come back to bite me. I'm sure someone will tell you. They're oh, all yeah. just kind of generic old white dudes. It's pretty shitty that I'm... Not remembering which one of them is in Apocalypse Now. Like, all the great film buffs are going to rip me a new one. Which is fine. Oh, so. Anyway. 1984. We get Old Stark, Old old Peggy. That was exciting. Yeah. So, we saw her was in Captain America Civil War. Oh, she was real old. Or not Civil War. uh, Winter Soldier. We we got Crypt Keeper. Penny. And this one was like... Old Penny, but not that old, old Penny. Yeah, like Silver Fox. Penny. Yeah. I, I you say Penny? Said, I did. <laughs> Peggy. Peggy. Lord. This if we is... do merch, or can, ooh, can we do a... I'm still beating myself up over the Martin Sheen, Michael Douglas thing. We should do one day soon. Just like clips from a movie, and then we have to guess if it was Martin Sheen or Michael Douglas. Sure. I think I can recognize Martin Sheen's voice, but I don't know. Mm, maybe just pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if we do merch, we need a sticker that says, like, looking like a snack. Because <laughs> Peggy's always looking like a snack. Peggy, yes. So, we see this whole scene where there's all this drama, and it's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. So, same day, different song, right? Where we've got all these white dudes, we've got Peggy, they're freaking out. Howard Stark. I won't be your errand boy. Our first old Howard Stark sighting. It is. He still looks super douchey. Yeah. So, um, that was fun. There was, they also have a little bit of the foreshadowing that, like, his wife didn't die in a plane crash. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll figure that, figure out what that is. Um, we see him, did he punch that guy or did he slam that guy's head into a table? Well, at the beginning? Yeah. I think he punched him. Yeah, so 
that was also some foreshadowing and you're like okay these guys are going to be enemies they already don't like each other like this is setting things up and tony Stark or uh howard stark was like yeah prim won't be a threat unless you make him one pin i'm just gonna <laughs> Oh, we shouldn't do this after a work day. No, no, no. Lord. So, Pim. Yeah. That's also a stupid name. (laughs) With a Y. Pim with a Y. Why is that a stupid name? I don't know. So, (laughs) what I love is, do you really want to see what he's like when he's coming? Or when you can't see him coming? (laughs) I just fucked (laughs) Oh, man. Jay, what do you have in your notes? Because I'm not talking well at all. Oh, man. Um, fun fact. I don't write notes. I just wing it. I, I write the little synopsis shit that I do. And the rest is just like bouncing off of the shit that you say. Well, tell us about the foreshadowing in the, <laughs> the opening scene. Um, I mean, they Where someone sh- isn't coming. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh we have a strong language spoiler, don't we? We do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, there's tension in the room. Um, I think this is the first time that we've seen Howard Stark and Agent Carter as, like, two of the head honchos of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, you never really see them at the top before this movie, I don't think. Well, and I didn't realize that Peggy ever was a part of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, she helped create S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> But yeah, there's definitely some uh, some drama, which I think they kind of um, touch on in either the second half of this movie or in Ant-Man and the Wasp or something, because mm. um, there's a sequel. But yeah, um, Hank Pym was an Avenger, known as Ant-Man, did really cool shit. He during... was an Avenger? I mean, before the Avengers were the Avengers. Okay. He worked for S.H.I.E.L.D. He okay. was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Okay. Yeah. Um, I might be crossing movies with comic books. Mm. But yeah, um, he did a bunch of super cool shit during, what, World War Two. So, like, while well, Captain America was, like, giving all the credit, he was behind the scenes doing some real dope shit as well. Nice. Um, yeah, so, they never really tell you what makes him quit yet. Well, I think you said it took a toll on his body. Yeah. But also, that sounds kind of soft, so... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So then we flip to... I don't know why it specifically said President's Day. It didn't. It said present day. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> this oh. is what happens when we're under-caffeinated. Rochelle's worked a full day. Oh, man. I'm on my last day of vacation. This has also just been a rough week at work. Yeah. It's been a bit of a train wreck. Oh, okay. So, I got this. Yeah. Present day. Not oh, President's Day. Lord. Good Lord Almighty. So, we have Paul Rudd getting, you know, discharged from prison. And his former cellmate picks him up. He's like, oh, how you doing, man? Oh, my girl left me. My mom died. My dad got deported. <laughs> <laughs> but like, he's so chipper about it. Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> um... And there's also the foreshadowing when he's like, it doesn't, he's like, oh yeah, I'm not worried about a job. Like, I'm going to stay straight. I have a master's in electrical engineering. Like, you know, it'll, I'll be able to get a job. And then he gets fired from Baskin Robbins. Yeah. Which like has, you know, is just like the bigger undertones of just like, 
how difficult it is once you get out of prison or jail and have a record to like actually reintegrate into society and like support yourself yeah which sucks right so that really sucks and the interaction with the supervisor was just weird (laughs) like that was weird and uncomfy and i did not like that at all yeah they often in movies like this paint um either service managers or retail managers to just be like awkward shitty people how does that make you feel I'm an awkward, As a retail shitty person. So <laughs> no, you're not. It's fine. It fits. <laughs> you are not an awkward, <laughs> shitty person. Jesus Christ. It checks Christ. out. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't... But they I... do, right? They make them all look like these weird, sweaty, gross people. Yeah, they all look like chimos. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan. No. So, again, they have a lot of the cutting back and forth between, like, Scott and Pim. So... Pim is at his lab. Shit seems frosty. Like, everyone seems so surprised to see him there. We meet the main dude, Darren Cross. Is that right? Yeah. And I said, I was like, oh, that guy gives off villain vibes. I forget the actor's name, but I think he plays a villain quite a bit. He's like, kind of like Mark Strong in that aspect. Does he low-key look like... A white key from Key and Peel. Because he's bald? No. I don't know. I, I, I can I can kind of see where you're getting at. Okay. I don't <clears throat> know. But that guy sucks. <laughs> and you have this whole interaction. I love the, oh, how's retirement? It's like, oh, how's your face? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I appreciate that, you know, 15 years or 20 years or 30 years or however long later, they're still, you know ready to fight each other at any moment. I love that. And they are, you know, just being shown this, like, new technology that Dr. Cross is, like, building up to. And immediately, Hank is like, crap, this is, this is the Pym particle. Mm-hmm. This is not what we want. No. And he and his daughter also instantly were like, God damn it. Like, why are you doing this? Yeah. And it seems like Darren Cross has a huge grudge against Pim. Yeah. Like a huge grudge. And like, that's, that dude's going to be the villain. He's going to freak out. Yeah. Um, I also was like, this gives off hella Ultron vibes because it's the same shit, just a different movie. Where it's like, we're going to build a weapon that's going to save the Earth yeah. before it starts. Yeah. They're like, cool. This is going to go well. Yeah. They're still building super soldiers. Like, it's the same oh. shit all the way from Captain America, essentially. It's not good. No. It's not good. And then especially when you realize the ex-dude from S.H.I.E.L.D. is there and he's like, I'll give you 20% in cash above what your, you know, asking price is. Yeah. You're like, that's that's not going to end well. <laughs> like, these are not militaries. These are just random people who have a shit ton of money and are going to have this technology. Right. Which is not, doesn't bode well. No. No, it's never good. So, one person stands up and says, I don't think this is a good idea. I was like, that guy's going to die. <laughs> um... And then Dr. Cross. 
Yeah, and then Dr. Cross is watching him pee in the bathroom yeah. and then zaps him. Yeah. And he becomes a blob. And then it's a whole gross little sequence where he just looks, it's like chilling and just like, oh God, yeah. I hate this guy. I hate this guy so much. So that that doesn't bode well. Then we have Scott pop into his daughter's birthday party it's kind of a heartbreaking scene where his daughter is so happy to see him her mom's boyfriend fiance is not pumped to see him and immediately moves to being a complete jackass and then his ex-wife or partner or whomever is like listen these are the things these are our terms if you want visitation you know yeah apartment job child support and then he does the math, and it says 377 days until he can see Cassie. Yeah. He's like, nope, fuck that. <laughs> so, what is also prior to the next part of the movie, it is so, like, I hope at some point Pim will tell him how he, like, I don't know if this is going to be one of those things, like, how does he know Maggie? Does he have ants everywhere that have been surveying, surveilling all of the people close to Scott? Probably. Like, he knows so much stuff that he shouldn't know. What do you mean? I mean, he knows Maggie. He knows Cassie. He knows about child support. Like, he knows all of these super personal details about Scott that he has no business knowing. Scott should be a complete stranger for, to him. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, if Hank used to work for S.H.I.E.L.D., I know he probably has ways of just looking people off. Okay, but, like, why would this guy come on his radar at all? Because of the Vista job or whatever. He stole from a company that yeah, had, I like, Because he, he used to work security. for them. Yeah, but, like, what does that have to do with his family and his personal life? That's recon. Yeah, like, if Hank so. was planning to recruit him, he would need to, like, know as much as he could for leverage. Well, it's creepy and I don't like it. <laughs> so, we know that he, that Scott has, like, you know, these, he doesn't like to say thieving, right? Because there's no violence. He has these burglar, burglary skills. Yes. He climbs Prim's house like a goddamn spider monkey. He does, yes. And, very impressive. Oh my god, it's so impressive. And also just the way in which the information traveled to him about the job was like gold. Yeah. It's like, oh, my friend so-and-so, his girl is, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, it was amazing. Yeah. It was like 15 degrees of separation. <laughs> and the information that they actually had about the place was not like was not a, a full picture right which i think also inherently was a test so then like yeah the he didn't have all the information so then when he got there and saw like the the big old i can hear you scratching your knee sorry <laughs> so when he got there and was testing everything or you know trying to get into the big old safe he yeah. like was like oh let's see what this guy can actually do yeah. Because they knew he could do computer stuff. Right. But he could also blow up a freaking thing made out of the steel from the Titanic. Mm-hmm. 
So that was a whole thing. Yeah. The heating or like lifting a fingerprint to then get into one of the rooms or whatever was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was a cool little bond type thing. Hank said he was impressed with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, freezing the door, like flooding it with, what is it? He used to use water and nitrogen? Something like that. Something. Froze the door. It's funny it. that the way that he got into the safe was to freeze it since, you know, the Titanic hit an iceberg. <laughs> that is pretty ironic. Yeah. Um, it's also pretty ironic that he thought that it was just an old motorcycle suit. Yeah. And then that's when we hear, like, the faint beeping, and then that's when we get the, like, the first inkling that the ants are in on something. <laughs> yeah. Because you've got all of these ants, or you've got this one ant just standing there with a tiny little... It's got a little headset. Tiny little headset. <laughs> so creepy. Yeah. The, like, accidental shrinking of himself, and then the fact that he didn't die, is mm -hmm. amazing. That he didn't die. He should have died in the tub. He should oh, have died yeah. <clears throat> falling down the pipes. He should have died by the stomping dancers. Yeah. There are many places where he should have died. Yeah. But he didn't. Made it out. Yes. The just the like I hate the the detail that the cop one of the cops that's like in the jail working is the is his ex partner's fiance. Yeah. That guy sucks. <laughs> that guy sucks a lot. Does he? You don't think he sucks? I think he redeems himself in this movie. Because I don't remember hating him. Like, when I saw him, I didn't remember hating him. Well, right now I hate him. Yeah, it's fair. He's pretty douchey. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have this whole conversation where the ants are covering the camera in the interrogation room. Hank is there talking to Scott. Why do you think I let you steal it in the first place? We then realize that he, like, set the whole tip of tip series in motion himself yeah. which is wild yeah he's using his old spy tactics yep the tiny cell or the tiny suit is dropped into a cell the ants begin the countdown which is so <laughs> cool that was pretty cool the yeah. vfx on that was awesome really really cool yeah i love the nope no car but we've got wings <laughs> <laughs> and then he passes out off the ant in the air and wakes up in a bedroom with a stranger staring at him. Yep. With ants all over the fucking floor. Bullet ants. Which have the most painful bite, apparently. Yep. I forgot the scale of pain she used, but I think Schmidt? it's real. Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw that on, like, Discovery at some point. Yeah, it seems, seems real, real bad. There is also... We see the moment that the... Um, cop knows that his lawyer's hank pym yeah so i don't think that's gonna go well no who knows pym's gotta give a cover up i guess possibly yeah 
and I love the scene where his daughter is like, I hope you don't find my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> like, she just hates him, too. Yeah. You're like, good on you, kid. <laughs> so, the... Just the, the the word picture of Dr. Cross being created is so creepy. Where he's vaporizing a little sheep and it explodes. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. Like, just the, the lack of humanity, I think, in him. Yeah. Is, like, he seems like an egomaniac. For sure. Like, when you've got him having dinner with... Like, he's definitely got, like, a victim complex going on. Where he was like, your father made us do this. Your father has pushed us to this point. He could have just shared his information and technology, and we never would have had to have done this. Yeah. We are doing this because of him. Yeah. Like, he's rationalized it in his head. He has. And he's so creepy. He's very creepy. And then he finally zaps a little... A little sheep into a tinier sheep yes and so then the technology works flicks it so it falls down like a fucking psychopath <laughs> so we hate that we hate to see that there is the whole sequence where we see scott trying to just like the comedic the physical comedy of him running and trying to like morph down or, like, shrink and then at the right time to get through the keyhole. And then he just, like, keeps slamming himself over and over into the oh, door. yeah. And him, like, almost getting zapped or getting zapped by a an ant and, like, you know, bursting through the backyard. <laughs> like, there was a lot of very, like, physical, a lot of physical comedy. Yeah. As he's, like, trying to train and figure out how to use all this shit. Yeah. Pretty hilarious. Yeah. And then the the moment, like, the struggle with Hope throughout Hank's daughter, right, throughout this whole thing is that it seems like she's trying to prove herself to her dad. Like, mm -hmm. she's worthy, she's smart enough, she knows all of this shit, so she should be the one that should be in the suit. And she doesn't understand that he doesn't want to put her in that level of danger. Right. And it's Scott who ultimately has to like explain it to her yeah yeah because it seems like she's been holding a grudge for 30 years mm -hmm. 25 years however long yeah and they've just never seemed to connect i also like the fact that scott doesn't think he's special yeah like he figures out pretty quickly it's because he's expendable so he doesn't have like this inflated sense of self-worth or any sort of like ego he's like oh i know he chose me because i'm expendable He's expendable, and he could be easily manipulated. Yeah. Because I really hate all of this, like, awful manipulative shit that Hank is doing to him. Where he's like, you should have a second chance. You want your daughter to be proud of you, right? Like, he's really laying in thick, like, he's manipulating him really hard to get him to do this. Yeah. But I think he intends to make good on what he's promised. Yeah, but he didn't want to do it in the first place. He was coerced into being Ant-Man. He was. But how how do you politely ask someone to be Ant-Man? You don't. <laughs> you respect them when they say no. Then Darren Cross wins. 
Yeah. I do think there was some level of manipulation. Well, obviously, there was some level of manipulation, but I think deep down the intent is not good. It's extremely self-serving. It is. But the second chance is actually there. You know what I mean? It's not like he's waving the thing in front of him that he's never going to get to get him to be Ant-Man. Like, I think he's making a legitimate deal. So we're like, there's no heroes in that scenario. No, but so here's the other thing. He keeps promising this second chance. Mm -hmm. He just hijacked him out of jail. So Scott is a wanted man with a criminal record that has been vanished out of jail. Yeah. So again, all Hank Pym has is a fuck ton of money. So how is he going to be able to facilitate his second chance? I think he's got more than money. Does he have connections in the police where he can just be like, oh, hey, by the way, like, I broke him out for the greater good? He's got connections to S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s not as much of a thing anymore. I'm sure he still has, like, friends in high places, right? We don't know that. He keeps promising this, like second chance but he hasn't said how he's going to do it that's fair he's just using scott as a means to an end right now as far as we know but not all second chances come as like straightforward as you would think right like natasha got a second chance she was a fucking soviet spy yeah but this isn't about natasha no i know but we're talking about second chances and how they don't seem they're not always like as plain and straightforward as they seem I'm talking about white dudes with way too much money that keep promising shit and don't have a plan of action. But you don't know he doesn't have a plan of action. Well, he hasn't told him yet. No shit. How do you get some... (laughs) Yeah, duh. No. Why would he tell Sky his plan of action? Scott would just do that instead of doing the Ant-Man shit. But it seems like he can't do it without him. So, being like, hey, when you do this, after this, this is what I'm going to do to, like, help you or give you your second chance. Mm. It's just been very vague. With the logistics of it. Yeah, there's no logistics. Like, you'll get a second chance. Great. Fucking how am I going to get a second chance? Uh-huh. Maybe Hank's offering him a job. Okay, but he escaped from jail. How's he going to clear that up? He vanished. He can afford the best lawyers in the world. What? I poofed him out of jail? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. A giant robot dropped a city probably two weeks before the events of this movie. I don't think what we're saying is too far-fetched. Also, the amount of shade and hatred that Dr. Prim dropped on Tony Stark is amazing. Yeah. He hates Tony Stark. And he thinks thinks the Iron Man suit is like child's play compared to what he has. Yeah. I also don't think he hates Tony that much. Stark Industries, yeah, not well, Tony. He had a bad relationship with Howard, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. Because Howard seemed like a good dude, right? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I, <laughs> I know he wasn't a good dude. He did do some <coughs> good things. Sure. Yeah. Just because you do good things doesn't mean you're a good person. Well, no. So, yeah. Um, we've got another half of a movie. Mm-hmm. And I actually didn't want to turn this one off. I was very tempted to just like, like go through it and do just one episode. Well, we stopped, so here we yeah, are. I know. <laughs> it's a little late now. Um, 
And this episode would have been even more of a train wreck if we had waited another hour to yeah. record. Yeah, you're fading fast. Yeah. Yeah. So, the plan of action that they had was insane to mm-hmm. break in and get the yellow jacket suit and shit. I don't know if it's actually going to work. And I think that Darren will put himself in the yellow jacket suit and shrink himself and Uh then have to fight Ant-Man. Interesting. And I think that there will probably be like, maybe not all the Avengers, but I think there will be other people that will probably be brought in to help. But I don't really know why or how. Interesting. I hope Hope doesn't die. She kind of give gives off like vibes that she's gonna shit the bed at some point. Does she? I think so. I feel like the daughter usually dies. Jesus. Where a child or something happens, you know? I don't know. That's fair. Or she'll be mortally wounded. They'll put her in the cradle. <laughs> the cradle from Age of Ultra. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think. I think we're done with that storyline. Maybe. Who were your unsung heroes? <clears throat> uh, my unsung hero is Cassie. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. She's just an innocent little girl who loves her dad, and she's moving this plot forward so much by doing nothing. Not by doing nothing. She's a child. That little bunny he gave her is terrifying, and it's, it's so, so ugly. She's like, it's so ugly. I love it. It's amazing. Yeah. Um... I would say my unsung heroes are the ants. Mm-hmm. Because they're really carrying the team. Figured the thing, literally. Yes. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else? Uh, no. I'm ready to get through this last half at some point. Great. Yeah. It's a, it's a good break. I, I will say two things. Um... I forgot what the first thing was, but the second thing is I'm so disappointed in this episode because you've gone this whole episode without saying crime fighting suit. And Jay, I'm relatively disappointed. I am barely functioning right now, and you've just been giving me affirmations and not adding much, so I don't have a whole lot of extra to give. <laughs> <laughs> I've given more than affirmations, but okay. it's fair. I appreciate your contributions. Mm-hmm. But with the amount that I'm struggling right now. <laughs> Sorry. Wasn't expecting to have to carry the team. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you got to. Okay. <laughs> you will be the, the metaphorical ants. Nope. No, nope, I don't I like that, work. bud. I don't either. No. Nope. <sighs> nope. Not at all. No. Nope. Cool. So. Crime fighting suit. Crime fighting suit. Sorry. I forgot that. Yeah, it's all good. There are two crime fighting suits. There are. Well, one's a, like, crime suit. Mm. How long have you been hanging on to the fact that I never saw or said crime fighting suits? A couple hours? <laughs> 43 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I was too busy just giving out affirmations to say anything. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was that boring. <laughs> um, uh, all right. All right. Well, I'm going to go find the couch and Yeah. Die. And I forgot all the note-keeping stuff. Um, um, you can find us on Spotify or Apple Music. We just or... updated our cover art. 
we did just update our cover art. Yep. Um, yeah, you can find us anywhere you find podcasts. Feel free to leave us a review on Apple Music. It helps other people find this podcast. Um, Rochelle obviously would prefer five stars. There might be a friendship bracelet and or cookies involved. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, I prefer any sort of rating or feedback um, that you have. And that's it. I think the outro says the rest. So, okay, bye. Okay, bye. Thank you for diligently listening to the Marvel-less podcast with Rochelle and Jay. You are the true heroes of this universe. Keep their integrity heroic and let Jay know if they fucked up any details in this episode. Then stay tuned for the correction in the next episode's noted segment. Please like and subscribe on all podcast platforms and follow the adventure on Instagram at Marvel Less Podcast. Excelsior!